Oliveira with a cheeky goal. Hey, welcome to the 423 Soccer Pod. This is Jim, one of your hosts, Chad Aguder on Twitter. Hey, and I'm Todd, a.k.a. Great Footballer on Twitter. So thanks for joining us for Episode 3 of the 423 Soccer Pod. Uh, today we're going to thank some folks. We have, we have met some folks along the way. This is our third episode. We've done some interviews. We've had some people around the community help us out, so we wanted to talk. Uh, we wanted to throw some thanks to them. We have an interview with Bill Emerson, who was in Chattanooga for a science fiction convention. He is a member of – he's a fan of the Detroit City uh, Football Club – a member of their uh, Northern Guard supporters, and he was kind enough to take a little bit of time out of his visit to talk with us about his soccer journey and what it means to him. Then after that, we'll come back. Todd's going to talk a little bit about standings and some league news uh, and some and some other information about uh, CFC's season. We're going to talk a little bit about last night in the match we saw with Asheville now that we've slept. We preview the Municipal match. It's going to be as we're recording here in just a couple of hours. And a couple other things. I'm going to wrap up with some thoughts on community uh, and kind of using a video that was released um, for the other club that I follow uh, for Arsenal. So after, so with that, uh, first off, you know, I want to provide. We want to provide some thanks again. We want to thank Bill for talking to us last night. Um, if you've noticed the last, the if the match, if the post match rant sounded better to you, it's because. Sound Monkey uh, came over to my house and showed me what's what with the audio stuff. And so I wanted to thank him. He is currently in New York. He, would, he was, had to miss the match last night. He was in New York with a gig. Uh, but again, I want to I wanted to thank him uh, for, uh, first of all, providing some of the cheer clips that you hear in the intro and then helping me make the audio sound a little bit better. I'm still learning. It, you know, some of you are like, maybe like, it doesn't, still doesn't really sound that good, Jim. But it's better than it was. He did the best with what he had to work with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was the English major. So what, what, what are you going to do? Uh, so we also want to thank everyone we saw at the tailgate. Todd, anybody in particular? I know you walked around and uh, you and know saw just some everybody. Folks. Everybody was great. I uh, heard some great stories and some people who had already survived uh, the podcast. Uh, so now I'm just deeming them as survivors. People who have actually heard the podcast and lived to tell about it. So uh, we appreciate everybody that we got a chance to meet yesterday. I uh, spoke with uh, Matt, who uh, comes down from Cincinnati, uh, FC Cincinnati fan. Uh, his team got drubbed. The true definition of a drubbing yesterday, 7-1. That was so, nasty. Yeah, that's going to make for a long drive home. But, yeah, I got to meet him. Cool story how he got down here, and uh, he's now a CFC owner. So, But but uh, big shout-out to everybody yesterday who uh, took a sticker and or had heard the podcast. So just all around a great time. Yeah, we had an opportunity to eat some uh, chicken, which was good. And I thank Galen and all the Chattahooligans for putting those things on. It's it, it's great to it was great to kind of go and, and meet some folks. Uh, also, uh, the user Jay Cayley on I hope I'm pronouncing that right on Twitter uh, for providing us with a really cool four two three flag video that they took. Uh, so I, we appreciate that. And thanks thanks for thinking of us when you took it. And lastly, the Chattanooga drumline. When we tr- when we were trying to do, when we didn't take one of our post match rant last night, we had to wait a little while because the drums decided that they were going to perform for an additional ten or fifteen minutes. And then as they walked by, they saw our recording equipment and decided that it would be a great opportune time for us to get a recording of them. Uh, I wasn't recording. They then they ordered me. I believe it was uh, I remember who ordered me to record. So I started recording, and you heard that 
right at the beginning of this podcast. So. I got the distinct feeling they weren't going to leave until yeah. we did record. <clears throat> but it turned out good. The audio, I think the audio sounds good, and I'm going to figure out how to incorporate that. So thanks to them for making uh, for making a, a visit to us. Um, so anybody else, Todd, you can think of that? Nah, no. Nah, I mean, look here. If we, if if I just want to thank everybody because I know we met a lot of people last night, and there's a lot of things going on. So if we didn't mention you, please don't take it personally. There's just almost too many to mention, and we're probably uh, making a mistake by trying to thank as many people as yeah. we are because there's been a lot of people that's had uh, a lot to do with this. So just uh, just thank big thanks to everybody. Yeah. So we really we we really do appreciate the folks who are listening, and uh, you know, please continue to listen and. And let us know what we're doing well. Let us know what we're missing out on. If you have any ideas for the pod, have any questions you'd like to ask us, uh, please do. So now we're going to go to uh, the interview with Bill and to find out a little bit about what made him or kind of made his journey with Detroit City. Um, He's got a really good story about how he became a supporter and how his son became a supporter as well. So we'll toss it to him and we'll be back after the break uh, with some updates and standings uh, around the league. So if you could just like state your, state your name. Okay, my name is Bill Emerson. I'm from Belleville, Michigan. I'm a member of the Northern Guard and I'm visiting Chattanooga this weekend. Great, so, so what, what brings you to Chattanooga? Well, a friend of mine is a science fiction author. Yeah. And there's a long-running science fiction convention here in Chattanooga called uh, Liberty Con. And uh, this year, it's uh, this weekend, and it's up at the Marriott, right up the street from Finland. Yeah. And so um, my friend has got a lot of he's got a lot of writer friends, a lot of publishers who are going to be here, and he wanted to have some backup on me and meet some of his you know writing crew. And I said, okay, well, I love Chattanooga. I'll come back to Chattanooga. This is my that's, this is my third time being here. And so we got everything arranged to come down there, and then I kind of on the sly went over to the CFC.com and said, let's see what this home schedule looks like. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's Saturday. There's a home match at Finley, right walking distance from where we're staying. Well, I think I can handle that. So I told him I'd have to ditch him for a couple hours on Saturday night, and he was like, oh, that's okay. I'll eat with the publisher. And um, so I just started pinging my friends down here saying, I'm coming down. Um, send, me, send me a seat in the supporter section. That's awesome. Had That's you awesome. came down for any of the other uh, two previous games from yeah. Detroit City? Yeah, those are the last two times I've been. You know, the first two times I've been here were okay. for the DCFC, CFC games. And, uh, you know, that's part of the reason why I was really looking forward because it's like, you know, you guys treat us like kids when you come <laughs> down here. I mean, there's no, no another way around it. You guys treat us so great. And your stadium uh, experience is terrific. And it's like, you know... Chattanooga's cool. I'd like to come just come visit, but you know, if there's a match going on, yeah, you know, sure. I've, I've got to come see everybody. And now, yeah. I have no conflicted uh, interest at all. It's like there's two teams playing, and one of them is Chattanooga, and the other one is who the hell cares? Awesome. <laughs> so I'm going to go sit with the supporter section tonight and uh, hopefully learn some new songs. Awesome. And uh, that's no smoke though. Sorry. Yeah, well, that's okay. Well, we have what we call on the on, the, um, on our east or on our west side of the stands at, at Keyworth. We have the what we the way I call the non-smoking section, yeah. you know, and so I'll just pretend I'm over there. Yeah. Okay. So, good. so clearly there's a a kind of special relationship that exists between CFC and Detroit City. Oh my gosh, and in your opinion, what makes that relationship special? Well, part of it is that they're both they're both organizations. Like we talked just about about the teams, the teams are both organizations that have a deep interest in caring for the city they're in, and they don't want to just put out a soccer team and, and, and take ticket money. They want to 
be a force. They want to be, you know, an influence in the city for something, for civic pride, for um, for uh, soccer improvement, for you know, youth development, that kind of stuff, and um, and even you know, charitable events. Both of our teams are pretty pretty famously out there for raising money for local charities. And I'm not talking like you know, the big national ones, but something that says you know, has Chattanooga in the name when it's a CFC charity, or something that's directly in Detroit for a DCFC charity. And so, so the and to be absolutely honest, just before DCFC was founded, the Chattanooga front office took our front office under their wings and said, "Let me show you how we're doing it." Yeah. And so they got a great deal of business plan and learning from what Chattanooga did first. And so we've always been a little grateful for that. Now you get to the supporter side of it, and you got two groups of really super passionate fans who are out here to support their, their team no matter what. And unlike. 90% of the supporter groups that we Northern Guard run into, you guys love what we do. Now, you don't do what we do, but right. you love what we do, and you respect that this is this is the Detroit way of supporting. And we come down and we say, this is the Chattanooga way of supporting. And um, there was a, a famous complaint that was leveled at the DCFC supporters when we came down the first time, where somebody said, they were turning around and flicking off the players in the stadium. I haven't been to SEC football games, and I've never seen anything like that. And the response to that was, and after the match, those SEC fans then all go to the same bar and hang out because that's what we did. We did that too. You know, we got there and we wrapped our arms around our Chattahooligan brothers and sisters and had a love fest after the match and before the match for that for that matter. So you know, it's one of those things where you know, what we do isn't what everybody does, but the Chattahooligans don't want to change that. They respect what we do and we respect what they do. And it's you know, so there's a lot of just sort of. You know, mutual respect between them, all, between them, all, everybody involved. Yeah. So we, we like to talk to folks um, about their CFC kind of testimony. Mm -hmm. How you know how what was their soccer life pre CFC and what and what brought them to CFC. So what was your soccer life before Detroit City, and then what brought you to the, to the club? Okay. Yeah. How long ago did that start? Well, I um, I played soccer when I was little. Yeah. And then I really decided that running wasn't something I enjoyed. <laughs> So I stopped playing. Play keeper. <laughs> no, I don't want to get aimed at. So um, I, I, I kind of stopped away doing soccer for a long time. I stopped, and I was never very super athletic. So I was not a jock in high school or middle school or anything. But I loved to go to games and scream and holler and shout because I still I had and I still do have this deeply held conviction conviction that the supporters in the stands can affect what happens on the pitch. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe at the pro levels it's not as much, but here, you know, if we cheer, if we scream and shout and cheer, we'll energize our boys and we'll intimidate the other team and maybe we'll influence the ref. And that's all stuff that you can do in the bleachers if you're being active. And in my high school, we had a student section that did that. In college, I went to a Big Ten university. I went to Michigan State, and we had student sections that you know, the big sporting events, and you know that would happen. When you start going to pro matches, whether it's you know one of the big three sports or whatever, it doesn't happen so much. You know, yeah. they tell you when to clap, they tell you yeah. when to cheer, you know, and you wait for a goal or you wait for a home run or whatever. Right. And um, you know, it, I, I lost that. I'm like, okay, well, you know, it's not as much fun to go to sporting events when you're an adult, but you know, whatever happens. Well, I worked with a friend of mine. Uh, his name is Joe, and uh, I would go by Joe's desk, and when he was supposed to be working, and I would see him like editing a YouTube video or uh, working on one of his uh, fake Twitter accounts, you know, running up trash talk oh, for DCFC. Okay, I know you're talking you about. You know what, yeah, yeah, yeah Joe Novak, yeah. <laughs> and so he kept showing me all this stuff. I'm like, that looks unreal. We got to try, I got to try that. And so in 2013, 
So this is the second year DCFC was around. I went to one match with my family. Um, and we sat on the family side, the non-smoking section. And I loved it, but I really wanted to be on the supportive side. But I had my kids, and I could hear from across the way that there were some things I didn't want my kids to hear just yet. And so I waited, and then the next year, because um, that was the only match I could get to that year. So in 2014, I headed over to the supporter section, and I've been there ever since. And, um, you know, after a year of that, um, my son came and cheered with us in the supporter section for the first time. And, you know, he was, I think he was 11. And I said, all right, Jess, here's the rules. Because <laughs> I know that, because the swearing was kind of wigged, wigged him out the first time. And I said, okay, you're going to hear swearing, but you're not going to get in trouble for hearing it. And I'm going to be singing the words, the bad words in the songs too. So you don't have to, but you can. But the second we leave this stadium, <laughs> regular rules are back on the are back on are back in effect. And if you say something in front of mom, you're not supposed to. I am not taking that bullet to you. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, okay, okay, that's cool. And so we were up there, and in his first match, we were at the top of the stands in the supporter section. Um, we were beating the crap out of. I think it was the Minnesota Dragon Club or whatever they were called. And um, uh, one of my other friends was running the smoke that day, walked by me, he had a bunch of newbies with him, and they all wanted to go eat. And so he walked by me and he recognizes me, and he's, I was standing next to one of the pink cans that we put the smoke bombs in after we set them off. And he said, here, in case we score again, and he hands me one of the smoke bombs. Well, of course, my son's eyes get like saucers, you know. He's like, oh my gosh, we got a smoke bomb. I and get I was, to cuss and use pyro. Oh, you get yeah. to pop smoke. Yeah. What a combo. And he's like, can I set it off? I said, well, not until we score. We can only do it when we score. And we're like up to, to nothing in the first half. I'm like, we're probably not going to score for a while. Brandon will come back. I'll give him the smoke bomb back. But if we score, can I pop it? And I'm like, okay, yeah, okay, fine. And sure enough, we scored. Like I said, we ended up killing this team. And so I reached it out to him, and he it was one of the good smoke bombs with the pull pin. And so he pulled it, waved it in the air, like, he's waving it in people's faces. I'm like, put it in the can, put it in the can. Puts in the smoke can, and we're smoking out, and we're cheering, and we're doing crazy stuff. And there's a picture of him I still have of, he's holding a, he's holding the paint can up and pointing at the smoke bomb he got to set up. And he's got little smudges of smoke all over his face, because he was putting his face in the can to check it out. And so that was when he became a supporter. Sweet. Well, last question, man. What do you got score being today? Square today. Oh, geez, I don't know anything about Nashville or Asheville. Yeah, Asheville. No Asheville. Does it matter? Yeah. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You're right. So we're gonna. I'm gonna say, you guys are on a defensive tear like we are. So I'm gonna put D, uh, CFC two, Asheville nil. All right, man. Hey, thanks hey. for sharing time with us, Absolutely. man. Yeah, th- yeah. Thanks for coming down here oh. and and uh, love what you do. For me. No, you and people can find you on Twitter at yeah, I'm at Epe Bill, E P E E B I L L. I'm a fencer and. Okay. Bill is my nickname and do that. you have? Is your is your avatar Bill the Cat? It is. Okay, I think I think I already followed. Okay, there we All go. Right. All right. That's me. All right. Thanks for talking Thank to you. us. Thank right. you. All right, and welcome back. I want to give a thanks again to Bill Emerson for taking some time out of his trip down to Chattanooga to talk with us uh, about uh, his experience uh, with CFC in Detroit City. Uh, so we we certainly appreciate that. And hit him up on Twitter. Yeah, I really liked his the story about with his son. You know, like the first time he he went over, told them, "Hey, what's what's what happens in the supporter section stays in the, the supporter, supporter section." section. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. as soon as you leave the supporter section, 
you know, mom and dad rules come back in. Yeah. And I'd also like to say, we did not have to edit one word out of that interview. Like I thought, you know, we're going to, you know, interview a Detroit city fan here. I thought, (laughs) I thought we were just going to keep our finger on the edit button for all the F bombs, but it was a totally, it was a totally clean interview. That's not, I was mildly disappointed. (laughs) No, not, not really. He was was a great guy, great interview. And we, we appreciate his time. So uh, I, we're going to go over some league news here. Or actually, let me let me touch on the standings first. So uh, last night's win uh, for CFC three to one over uh, Asheville puts them six straight wins, sitting on top of the conference with 19 points. Uh, followed by Greenville with 16, Asheville 14, Nashville 10, and the two Georgia teams at the bottom with the Revs coming in with seven points and Atlanta SC with four points. Uh, CFC sitting on top, like I said, with 19 points uh, with a plus 16 goal differential and Greenville on 16 points uh, with a plus 12 goal differential. So CFC sitting on top, three points clear. Got two games going into this week. We got Nashville uh, midweek and then following up uh, next week away at Greenville. And uh, we were talking earlier, if our math is right – Really, CFC is sitting in in the driver's position, controlling their own destiny. Uh, and if they go up to Nashville and get the win, uh, pretty much that's going to make it to where Greenville would have to basically beat CFC something like five or six to nothing. Yeah. Depending on the score outcome of the Nashville game. Correct. And I, I may be doing a large disservice to CFC by going ahead and <laughs> you know punching in three points right there. I mean, we know they have to play the game. But uh, like I said, they're sitting definitely in the in the pole position to to bring those playoff games to Finley. Yeah. So if if both Greenville and Chattanooga win the next match, we will be still three points ahead. With the current goal difference, we figured the goal difference uh, or the 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 difference between the goal difference was like I think four goals. Yeah. So our goal difference is four greater than Greenville's. So they'd have to win by five because I think if if we e- become equal on goal difference and you guys can correct us if we're wrong, we did not look this up, but I would assume that after goal difference, the next tiebreaker would be goal scored. That's normally what it is, and we are we are well above them in goal scored as well. So if it would take a five nil, all things being equal now. It will take a 5-0 victory. Let's be honest. This is the MPSL. Probably the tiebreaker is a yeah. fair play award and probably least <laughs> yellow cards. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so you know, yeah, I think we're right. You know, if we if we go up to, we go up to uh, Nashville and take care of business, uh, you know, we could really start to maybe make some plans uh, for, um, for, for uh, the playoffs. Hold on a second. We're going to – All right, well, we had a little visitor at the door, so sorry, we had to take a little little edit break there. So, <laughs> so yeah, I think as we were saying, but before that, um, you know, CFC goes and wins. You know, you can start to make plans maybe for the playoffs uh, in Chattanooga. So that that'd be great. All right, and I guess we can move on to some uh, bigger league news, and we haven't really touched on this on the podcast yet, but. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the Founders Cup. And I guess just briefly, if you don't know what the Founders Cup is, uh, this is a it's a competition and part of the process of, of CFC moving to a uh, professional format. And this is going to be a home and away um, series against, uh, well, what started out as how many clubs did we have? 11. 11 clubs. And we're now down to eight. Um, 
so this was this was set to take take place starting in August. It, it's kind of look it's kind of like a second half of the CFC season, and over the course of the last like couple of months, there we've had three teams drop out of the Founders Cup. Uh, those teams being Cal FC, Miami FC, and most recently the past week, Oakland Roots. Uh, so now the West side is down to it looks like three teams, and there are five teams on the East Coast, which is fairly important considering that. Uh, in the Founders Cup, the East, the teams in the East were going to stay in the East and the West and the West and then uh, have a playoff at the end to, to cut down on cost and travel and that sort of thing. So I guess we're just kind of go over like, you know, potential implications for, for uh, teams dropping out. What, I mean, what kind of, what do you see, Jim, is like? Well, I, I really don't, I really don't know. I mean, I, again, I was, I, I think we found out fairly quickly that Cal was going to drop out. So that yeah. one, we've known that for a while. I think the Miami one hit, you know, it surprised me a little bit considering the tone that they had taken mm-hmm. uh, with regards to U.S. soccer, PSL, or, um, you know, all of those, PLS, excuse me, all right. of those, all those issues kind of surprised me a little bit. Um, you know, I, I, I didn't really know that much about Oakland, so I, I don't really know how to, how to take them kind of falling out uh you know there seemed to be i was joking with bill after our interview that it almost feels like you know at the end of it it's going to be a best of seven between us and detroit (laughs) so yeah i'm you know i'm a little i'm a little worried you know you can't help but be a little worried about it i know that you know new york is a solid club detroit is a solid club miami united has been around a long time um yeah, I don't know that much about uh you know the san diego club or um you know, or the Arizona club, uh, right. so uh, and, I, and I guess the I think I guess if I think if United. You, so I don't, I don't really know about the West Coast clubs that much. I, I mean, think if you followed fourth division soccer for any amount of time, like there's all kinds of reasons to be skeptical, yeah. to be nervous, uh, and to just go ahead and be like, well, this is over because it seems like once teams start going, it seems like these these league structures are really weak. And they just crumble like right in front of your eyes without ever even getting off the ground. But I will say, every time someone brings up, uh, I guess, anxiety or trepidation on Twitter about this, you know, you get little signs from people cl- related to the club that you know we don't know everything, and you know there may be there may be other reasons. I think I can't remember who tweeted out the original news, uh, original news. Oh, it was um, maybe mind of Abram down in, in mobile had mentioned that there were some other clubs that were thinking about going to Nisa. And um, one of those, I think Baton Rouge uh, was one. And then and he brought up, he brought up the jesters and, you know, as, as many of you may know, the jesters coach is currently the chairman of MPSL. And so I asked, I said, okay, as I read this, two questions come to mind, and I don't know which one is right. You know, is it is it ridiculous that that guy is still the chairman of the MPSL, considering that you know the club is not playing, and they, you know, there were rumors that they were looking for a pro outlet, and now that they may be figuring out something with Baton Rouge and both going to NISA. I mean, do we, you know, do we have a fox in the hen house or? Is the fact that he's still the chairman a sign that NISA and MPSL that people are talking that right. you know there you know there may be some stuff that we just don't know about 
you know, I, I think we've, I've gotten some winks from people that make me think I don't, you know, maybe there's more. So, uh, but again, as you said, Todd, this is fourth division soccer. So in the U S it's just, you just don't know. I mean, and, and the, the uncertainty is, um, is not reassuring. And, you know, there's probably reasons why we, we, we don't know. Um, hopefully there's, there's more out there, but, uh, you know, again, I, I go back to my initial feeling and in my conversation with Bill, you know, is this going to end up being like three clubs playing a couple of games and at the end somebody hosting up a, a you know, a cup? Yeah, I think maybe, the you know, as fans sitting out here in, in Twitterville, and let's be honest, and I, I put this out on Twitter, that fourth division soccer in the U.S. is probably the most bizarre sporting landscape on the planet. Uh, you know, I, hopefully what we're looking at here is we don't know everything uh, because I don't see a lot of – uh, anxiety amongst people who I would expect to see anxiety from. Mostly, like I don't see, you know, clubs putting out statements and this, you know, that sort of thing. And I don't see like owners coming out and really up in arms about, you know, say Oakland Roots like leaving. So yeah. it makes me think that there's they're a little more calm on their side than we are, and we can probably take a little bit of reassurance in that. Yeah. And uh, and maybe we are looking at, at a uh, strengthening by combining the two leagues. Yeah, maybe. And on a, on a, I'll be honest with you, Nisa, my biggest thing about them was, uh, or about Nisa, is like playing through the winter as we sit here on a mid-90s. Uh, temperature is 95 degrees and the humidity is probably around 80. And I'm thinking maybe they're on to something here. So, <laughs> yeah. so, but hopefully, you know, we, we don't know all the details. I'm sure we don't. And, uh, this, this thing, we pull off the founders cup, uh, coming, uh, this fall. And then, uh, who knows what happens next year? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? It's, it's, I mean, it's exciting, uh, in one way. I mean, angst, it's anxiety inducing, um, but yeah, you know, there may be again. I think you make a, a good point. You don't see uh, the other the other clubs putting out statements mm-hmm. about you know Miami leaving or Oakland leaving. Uh, you don't you don't see the other clubs like at least publicly coming out and and really kind of throwing up red flags or things like that. Mm-hmm. So you have to think. You have to hope. My my only concern about that, Todd. You can you can you can kind of chime in. I, I like to think, and I, I still do think, that in fourth division soccer, Chattanooga and Detroit, uh, along with New York and, and I think Miami, the Miami club, at least on the East Coast, you know, are have been leaders in 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 these, in these conversations. And you know, I, the fact that other clubs are are doing this, and you know, I would like to see Chattanooga position itself as as a leader uh, in this area, and you know, and maybe maybe we still are, and I, I think. I think we are, uh, but you know, it's it, it's interesting that we're still, as far as we know, we're you know we're still committed to the Founders Cup, and other clubs are. You know, I don't want to be the last one, uh, you know, on the you know on the on the wagon, and um, and so it's just it's just interesting. I, I you know, I, I know just enough to be dangerous. It, you know, if you guys know more, if you you know de- you know slide into our DMs with some info. Um, we, we'd be great. It's, 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 uh, disconcerting. Um, but the fact that, uh, Todd, I think you make a good point. The fact that we haven't heard some things we, maybe we should, maybe we should pay attention to actually what we're not hearing more than what we are hearing. So. So, yeah, hit us up if you got any ideas. I know there's a lot of you uh, fourth division soccer gurus out there that love to put on your uh, tinfoil hats and go at it with, with this. So, uh, all right. Uh, coming up next, we're going to touch base on the, uh, municipal match.
So CFC this afternoon, we're, as we're recording this, we're only about uh, an hour and 15 minutes away from kickoff versus uh, Guatemalan Power Municipal. Uh, that's taking place at Ridgeland High School, just uh, south of Chattanooga, down in uh, Georgia. Uh, this is being promoted by a third party, which is, which is why it's uh, at Ridgeland High School and not at Finley Stadium. Um, so it'll be interesting to see uh, going into this game. We just had a game last night, uh, a pretty exhausting uh, 90 minutes versus Asheville, uh, complete with uh, some pretty pretty rough physical play. So I got to think that we'll probably end up seeing full – I'd be shocked if anybody that played significant time in that game gets more than a cameo appearance today, especially given the fact that, once again, the temperature is going to be probably in the low 90s at kickoff. Um yeah, I imagine the biggest thing for Coach Elliott is going to be those players who really just want to be on the field with a professional team. You know, they want to be on the field and and, and get that experience and, and telling them, hey, you know, we've got other we got other things to worry about. We got playoffs coming up. You know, uh, you, you're going to need to take a seat. Maybe you'll come in for ten or fifteen minutes just to just to. Get, you know, run you know, run your legs, and, and but I I just I don't think we're gonna see. It really wouldn't surprise me if the starting eleven was completely different, um, and the subs were a couple of players that came in late last night, um, and so they may want they may want fifteen or twenty minutes just to to it's, get a it's run. It's kind of crazy when we're playing against Municipal and we're sitting here talking about how we hope we run out a complete reserve <laughs> side, and, you know, and and here we are in Chattanooga, Tennessee. But I mean the the fact is that the game midweek versus Nashville is more important yeah, than the is. game against Municipal. And I'm glad – I hope our priority is in line for that because even if it's, you know, we should win against Nashville, you still have to go there and you still have to win. Yeah. So I don't need – you know, we don't need to have, like, gas legs uh, going up there. So. Well, the last thing you need is for Juan, you know, for Juan, who's been the engine in the midfield, to go out there, have some soft tissue injury, and out, he's out for, you know, months. You know, I you know that's that's just not going to do us any good. I mean, I, I you know I don't care if he scores a hat trick and takes us to glory against Municipal if he gets hurt. I mean, it just it's just it's just too damaging for the rest of the season. But I think the coach is he's going to probably hear for some players that they that they want to be on that pitch. They want to. They want to sure. compete. They want to be out there. So yeah, that's the double-edged sword of, of having these, you know, super competitive players. Is they're going to want to get out there and, 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 show and what it's they got. Hard, right, and it, it's it's hard to hold them back. But you know, hopefully, uh, you know, the better you know, experience and uh, you know will play out. And well, we're going to be there. I hope to see you yeah. there. Hope to see you guys there too. Well, I mean. I guess uh, if by the time you hear this, the game would have already been there. You would have been there or not. Yeah. Um, I think. We, did we ever confirm that it's being streamed? I know that I know that some of the guys went down and did some testing around the high school. As um, I looked on the CFC website, chattanoogafc.com, uh, I did see a link to the live feed. Okay, so uh, that, you know, I didn't check it or test it, but I imagine that's going to be good. Yeah, good. So that means I will come home and download that video and do some more uh, screenshotting tonight. Well, no, I'm not going to do any screenshotting because we're not going to give up any goals. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to be nil nil. Oh, it's going to be t- you know ten nil to the to the blue. So that's what, that's <laughs> that's, what that sounds reasonable. <laughs> so I think the only thing, the only la- the last thing I wanted to touch on is something that's uh, it's. I promise for those of you who are not Arsenal fans, this is CFC related. I did talk to Todd about this and. 
told him, I promised him that it's COC related. There was a video that came out yesterday. Uh, Arsenal has a new kit sponsor, uh, a new kit maker uh, in Adidas. And they, they, a video was leaked. Actually, I, I don't know. I don't know if Adidas probably did this on purpose, but they put up a video instead of making it private, they enlisted it. It got, it got spread around, spread around by a lot of folks. And the reason why I bring it up is, is because of the content of the video, how they did it and what it says about that club. And if you go, if you, I would, you know, encourage you unless you're Tottenham fans and it just pains you to see this, um, you know, go check it out. It is, it is a, a bunch of current players um, in various locations around North London, the very the kind of various locations that are iconic to that area uh, of London, and the players, whether they're from you know Turkey or Germany or Spain or wherever, um, they are given a North London accent and they they say things that are kind of colloquial to the area. Um, and the reason why I bring it up is I, I think, you know, as someone is, who's in the United States and I have been to, I have been to the Emirates and seen a match there. Um, but you know, I, I, I'm not there a lot and I'm certainly not from Islington or the, that area of North London, but seeing this, you can tell that there is a tie between the club and that neighborhood and, that the that community tie-in between what it means to be Arsenal and what it means to be someone from Islington, you can see that there's a really close tie there. And I think it's just you know it's I, I remember after I watched the video, I thought you know this this is what this is what I think CFC means to a lot of people in Chattanooga, a lot of soccer supporters in Chattanooga that there's this tie-in between the community and what the club is. Uh, you know, I felt that last night. I really do appreciate CFC putting up the Pride Razor ad. I really appreciate what they did for the uh, for the Austin Hatcher uh, Foundation. What the work that they do with um, Operation, Operation Get, Get Active, Active. Yeah. and all of those things, I think, are, are are such an important part of what this club is and what a club means to people. Again, you know, there are there are a, a lot of people that come. There are several people. I don't know how many that come to that to the matches. Because they're Chattanooga fans. I mean, not not necessarily maybe CFC fans or soccer fans, but they're fans of what Chattanooga is and see CFC as a kind of a manifestation of that. Um, and so that's what I got from watching that video was, you know, that it was another club trying to make that tie in between their local community and, and what the club is. Sure, this is Arsenal. It's a big club. Got a lot of money. Adidas is trying to sell shirts. I know that. I mean, I know it's – but – Though you know, go watch it. I think you'll get the sense of what what Arsenal and Adidas are trying to say about the tie with the local community around that around that stadium, around that club, and what it means um, for the for the kind of the people and the and and the club itself. So I don't know, Todd. I showed it to you. You're not an Arsenal fan. Confirm. I am not an <laughs> Arsenal fan. All right. So no, I, I think it's. I think it I think it was a very like powerful statement that it was making and I think it translates beautifully to the CFC situation and you know a lot of the people I met last night they said as much you know it's like I you know one person I talked to they were like I haven't been a part of this community long but they already feel like completely uh, a part of a family and and uh, so I and I kept hearing that over and over yeah. again, and we've heard that like in in you know CFC testimonies, if you will, you know people talking echoing the same sentiment as it feels like a family, it feels like you're part of something larger, something more important, and uh, and I thought that that you know 
it's like you said, it's Adidas, it's Arsenal, they're trying to sell shirts, sure, yeah. it's a corporate whatever, but the greater overriding thing there that holds true even even here in Chattanooga. Absolutely. And to, to Todd's point, you know, we have talked to some folks about their CFC testimony, about their soccer journey before and after and what brought them to the club. We spent a little time with Bill uh, talking about his journey to, to Detroit City, and we want to hear from you, uh, either, either you know, kind of what you could, you could connect with us on Twitter about those things, or we really want to hear, uh, and if, there, if you're interested in kind of coming on the podcast and talking with us about, about it, you know, we have got some other folks lined up. Uh, to talk a little bit about how they came to the club. If you're interested in doing that or like to share, uh, I'm, I'm interested in talking with you. Uh, somebody asked me if we were going to plan on doing this all throughout the off season. And I really do think that's what I like to focus on. Um, you know, after the season is over, uh, talking with people around Chattanooga about what the club means, uh, focusing a little bit on the kind of the youth in the area and, and working with uh, the Academy to give some more updates. So if you've got ideas, uh, please let us know. Uh, Todd, do you have anything else you want to? I'm add? good. All right. Well, I guess that's it for today. Uh, I hope to see you guys out. And if you're hearing this, uh, um, you will be back with a post-match rant after the municipal game. After I believe CFC ten municipal nil. I'm only going to rant if we trot out the eleven starters from <laughs> last night and we play them ninety minutes, and then then trot out the same eleven against uh, Nashville Wednesday. All right, all right. Thanks y'all for listening. Uh, you know, hit us up uh, again. This is Jim. I'm Chad Chad on Twitter. I'm Todd. Great footballer. And go CFC. Go Blues. <laughs>